Hi, everyone, and welcome to another Firms Consulting Podcast. As many of you probably know or should know, if you follow my podcast, you wouldn't know that I'm a big rugby fan. Rugby union, that is, not Aussie rules, which I'm pretty sure is a good sport by itself. I've just never watched it. I also watch a lot of football. Um, I like basketball and so on. So I'm a, I'm a sports guy, right? I like sports. Now, one of the things you notice in sports is that if you look at the great players today in just about any sport, they really go on to become great coaches. Really. Absolutely rarely go on to become great coaches. There are obviously exceptions, but those are exceptions that prove this rule. I'm thinking of rugby. I'm thinking of cricket. I'm thinking of soccer. I'm thinking of football. I'm thinking of basketball. I'm thinking of baseball. There are a few outstanding players that went on to become good coaches. But the greatest coaches were almost never outstanding players, right? And that's a fact. You, you can look at this very, very carefully, right? Even in consulting, you see that. I mean, I'm thinking of the phenomenal partners. I mean, they were just phenomenal, not just as partners, but as leaders of an organization, right? So they became partners and given leadership roles. Were they ever phenomenal consultants? Dominic Barton wasn't a phenomenal consultant, obviously. He couldn't get promoted very quickly, right? There are many other examples, like an Ian Davis as well. Not It was a good consultant, not a phenomenal consultant. Rich Lesser, good, not phenomenal. Although, Julius Gillard and how well he would lead BCG, right? Now, what is the point of the story here? The point I'm trying to make here is that when a lot of people are picking our colleagues to practice with, what I often hear is that, oh, this person, I get a lot of feedback that they're a great consultant. Nice, but does it mean they're a good teacher? There's a difference. You see this a lot at universities as well, right? Just because someone's an outstanding researcher doesn't mean they at all have the skills to be a phenomenal teacher. So when you are picking people with whom to practice, you honestly shouldn't be picking the best consultant because the best consultant is not a good teacher. And this is what happens. I'll tell you what happens. I'll speak to a potential client or a client and I'll ask them, you know, you did a practice session with someone who gave you that feedback? And they say, this person gave me the feedback. And I'll say, but okay, so why are we discussing this feedback? Of all the feedback you receive, why is this the topic of conversation? I'll say, well, I've heard that this is a great consultant. That's why I'm taking this feedback seriously. There's no correlation between being a good consultant and being a good person at training your cases. It doesn't exist. There are a few exceptions, I suppose. Look, I think I was a good consultant, but I think that there are many clients who may disagree, many partners who may disagree, and I am a polarizing figure. I get that. Some may disagree that I'm a good coach. I'm okay with that. I'm not trying to impress everyone. Certainly, I don't really mind if some people don't like me. I'm fine with that. If I don't get Christmas cards, it's good. There's less Christmas cards for me to send at the end of the year, right? My point is this, when you are picking someone to train you, don't just say, oh, I'm going to take their advice seriously because they're a good consultant. You take their advice seriously if it makes sense. You see this so often where the advice is absolute nonsense. You know it's nonsense. It, it's contradictory. The person can't explain it. But you're taking them seriously because you heard they're a good consultant. Now, when you are practicing cases and you get feedback from someone 
if the feedback is not logical, if the feedback is not structured, the feedback is not disciplined, if the feedback doesn't make intuitive sense, if the person providing the feedback cannot explain it to you logically, it's probably not good feedback. If the only reason you're listening to this feedback is because the person said, look, I work at McKinsey, so I know what I'm doing, then it's worth this feedback. I always train people, and the philosophy we have at Firms Consulting is that we don't go around you know, beating our chests and saying, oh, I became partner in my late 20s, and therefore you should listen to me. I actually deliberately do not follow that philosophy. My philosophy is always that, look, you don't have to listen to me. I'm okay with that. But I am going to explain why I'm right. It will be logical. If you still don't want to listen to me, there's nothing more I can do. But I'm never going to say I'm right because I worked at XYZ. Because that is just silly. That's how you get scandals all over the newspaper and so on. Because no one ever understood what was happening. So when you are picking practice partners, always remember, it's not about practicing with the best consultant. It's about practicing with the best coach. And that is usually not going to be the best consultant. Look, it's great if you found someone who's a good consultant and is good at giving you feedback, but I would say that is really a unicorn, to paraphrase the catchphrase of Silicon Valley, right? So be wary of whom you choose to practice with, because the best consultants are typically not the best people to guide you for cases.